Mac Power Users, episode 615, the Clipboard Manager Roundup. Hello, everyone. This is David Sparks, and I am joined by one of my favorite nerds, Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing? Hey, David, I'm good. How are you? Ah, oh, man. The uh, my computer does not know what is going on because I've been running like eight clipboard managers for the last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I did all my research for this on my MacBook Pro. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that <laughs> want my attention when I go to pay something, but that's what we do. Yeah, you know that's uh, we do this for the listeners. Yeah, we well, go through the pain. We that, live the life, so they don't have to. Yeah, the. Uh, uh, we, we are going to tell, talk to you at the end of today's show about our favorite clipboard managers, but uh, one recommendation is don't run them all at the same time. That is a definite <laughs> recommendation I think we can agree on. But yeah, today, today we're talking clipboard managers. We're going to we're kind of get to that in, in a little bit. Um, uh, in terms of preliminary announcements, I want to thank everybody for uh, coming to the Focus Mode webinar. It was really fun. Uh, made a little mistake, Stephen. I, uh, I got really excited about it, you know, and um, I was watching the number count of the people go up in the room and I'm like, all right, let's go. And I jumped into it. I forgot to push the button to show my keynote. So for like the first 10 minutes, I was talking, I was talking through keynote slides without anybody seeing them. And finally, Daisy like comes into the room with a dog and she's like, hey, I think there's something wrong. <laughs> So it's it's a it's a very exciting moment, but I fixed it, and that is a mistake I will never make again. So there you go. It happens sometimes. I've been there. You know, you're doing something live, and you got a lot of buttons to push, and you get excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a checklist now. I have a checklist. Good. Uh, either way, uh, that's cool. And then on more power users, last week I posed the question to Stephen. You know, can you use the HomePod Mini as your Mac speaker, as a wireless Mac speaker? And uh, we have an answer for that. Both of us did some experiments, and we'll talk about that. I guess for folks who are not more power users subscri subscribers, I, my answer is probably not. I'll just say that, and then we'll explain <laughs> why later. <laughs> but the uh, either way, uh, that's coming today, more power users. Um, but. Uh, we wanted to do a show on clipboard managers. This is something that comes up quite often in relation to uh, guests. You know, a lot of times we'll have, a, you know, a workflow guest on who will talk about their clipboard manager. And we always say, you know, we need to come back to that at some point and explain that further. And today is the day. It has come. Yeah, it's it's such a great topic for our show, too, because if you think about just like copying and pasting things, Lots of people have uh, lots of experience with that, yeah. right? That's what every, I mean, basically anyone who uses a computer, I think copy and paste is like pretty ingrained at this point, yeah. but you can take something so pedestrian and so normal and just supercharge it with these applications and really make it a tool to make your work more efficient and more effective. And because the Mac is this great platform, there are tons of options and we're going to get into iOS as well. There are some exciting new developments there but looking around at these apps and you know talking to people in the forum like there's so many good options and we're going to go through some of the the most popular ones today and the ones that we like the most and kind of compare them and see see where where things are 
Yeah, I mean, there are definite um, sol- many solutions, and not there's not one solution for everyone. So we're going to just break them down. But I think even before we get into that, I just kind of want to make the pitch for a clipboard manager. Um, the uh, and a lot of listeners already found religion on this. So if that's you, I guess you can skip forward like a minute or two. But if you haven't, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of us do the clipboard thing where you copy and paste. I mean, we like seeing was saying, we've learned that early in our computer careers, you know, on the Mac, Command C and Command V are probably two of the most popularly used keyboard shortcuts, copy and paste. And the and a lot of people use it. But the built-in feature um, has a couple problems with it. First, um, it only works once, you know, it, it, it only happens for one item. The last thing you saw. And the second is it has amnesia. Once you use it, it's gone. So, uh, mm-hmm. it is very simple. You know, I mean, if you want to grab a piece of text out of one thing and paste it into a next thing or an image or whatever, you can do that. The Mac's very friendly about allowing you to copy and paste different forms of media, but it only works once. And, you know, the problem develops for a lot of people listening to this show that use computers is, but what if I want to get five things? You know, what if I've got a document that has five different things in it I want to copy? Or what if I want two images and a block of text? Um, do I have to go back and forth between the apps every time? And the answer, if you're using the default tools, is yes, that's the way it works. You know, you grab some text, you go to the other document, you paste. Then you go back to the source document and you grab something else. And and that's one of the reasons why people like big monitors, so they can jump around without having to switch windows or anything. But there is a better world for you if that is you, because we are going to talk today about clipboard managers that don't have amnesia and work more than once. And these things are a total game changer. It's like one of the most fundamental automation tools, power user tools that you can get, and it's super easy to use. So um, that's what we're here to talk about today. You know, uh, it, by nature, these apps generally look at your clipboard every time you hit the Command C button or hit copy, and they collect that stuff for you. And then when you go to paste, it gives you a menu with a list of all the things you've copied for some determined period of time, and you can select from them. And, you know, that fundamentally is what a clipboard manager is. I was thinking back to when I, you know, first got into Mac automation, I mean, years and years ago now. And this really was the first thing that I sort of explored and it came out of a need because at the time i was doing mac repair for a living and i would very often need to copy like serial number part number and maybe some like contact information or a case number or something right sure and i I was doing the thing you described like i have like a browser open window on one side and another one on the other side of the screen and moving back and forth and i mean it's probably like mac break weekly or something that i heard like oh you can like there are these utilities that let you basically load up your clipboard and then paste a bunch of stuff without having to go back and forth. And it totally made that, you know, rather mundane kind of boring data work much faster. So I could get back to what else I needed to do running a repair shop. And, and I think it's a great place to start uh, if you're new to Mac automation, but even if you're not, you're not using something like this. There are definitely things that you do that this will speed up. You know, I kind of view this and like text snippet replacement through a similar lens. Like if there's something that I type a couple of times a week, it's going to go in text expander uh, or whatever tool that you may use. And 
this is kind of the same thing. Like once you realize, oh, I'm doing a lot of this back and forth, an application like this can make it way faster and I think less error prone. Yeah. I mean, like I, when I was doing legal research, uh, I will go in and use a clipboard manager to copy like quotes from cases that I'm going to use in my brief. And so I'll fill the clip as I read a case, I'll just fill the clipboard with these little quotes and then I'll go back and paste them in as appropriate where they're referenced in whatever I'm writing or, uh, or Max Sparky stuff. When I'm doing research for a field guide, I do the same thing. I, I just collect stuff from the internet. I mean, I use these quite often in browsers, you know, just to just go through and do all the research and then fill the clipboard and then go into the source or the, uh, the place I'm actually working to start pasting selectively. And mm-hmm. it is such a game changer. I, I know it sounds silly, but not having to switch the window, allowing yourself to stay in one mode at a time really makes a difference. And as we're going to show throughout the show, not only are these clipboards great at collecting, they don't have amnesia. They also, some of them have tool sets built in so they can actually perform tasks on the, whatever you've selected on the clipboard, which is kind of amazing too. So there's a lot to this. Um, before we get into it, should we address the security question though? You know, a clipboard manager is collecting anything you copy to your clipboard. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are a couple of things to consider here. Uh, first of all, if you're doing or, or dealing with sensitive data and this doesn't work for you, then that's totally fair. Um, but there are a couple other things to consider. One, I think I think almost every application we looked at today, there were a few that didn't, but almost all of them have a feature where you can block input from certain applications say, hey, I don't want you to ever see text that I copy out of program X, you know, whatever that may be. A password manager is usually that one, right? You know. Yeah. But in addition to that, some of these uh, applications also disallow or have an option to disallow text that is marked as sensitive. And so developers like the folks behind 1Password or, or other applications like it, they can actually mark their text to the system as sensitive. And some of these applications can look at that and say, okay, I'm not going to copy that into my library. And and I think like if an app doesn't do that, I mean, that's a deal breaker, I think, for a lot of people. But most of these we're going to talk about do offer those sorts of features. And so if you're interested in one of these applications, we're going to try to talk about all that with each of them. But, you know, go poke around. Um, also, these will need elevated security and system preferences uh, because they're an automation tool. And as of Mojave or Catalina, whenever that got added, you know, you're going to have to say, yes, I gave this program special permission. So just think about the type of data you're working with. Obviously, if you're in an organization, they may have actual rules against this sort of thing. But, you know, for most home users or people like me and you, we run our own businesses. Like, yeah, I don't want these pulling stuff out of one password. But past that, it's not really that big of a deal, you know, for me and my my uses, at least. Yeah, and there's also various degrees of, um, you know, use of this data. Some of them are only in the app locally on your Mac. Some of them have a cloud service where your clips will be saved and accessible on other devices. So you just kind of have to make your own decision about that. But, you know, security weighs into all of this. That being said, I don't worry about it too much. I think that... um. Uh, these uh, these clipboard managers are so valuable. And so long as you're dealing with a reputable developer, 
you know, I don't give it a lot of thought. Um, I'm not going to put like, if I have the kernels secret, seven secret herbs and spices on my computer, I'm not going to put them in a clipboard manager, but, uh, most things that I do, you know, like, you know, cool uses for focus mode. That's okay. In my clipboard manager, that's all right. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you got to make your own choice there. We wanted to point that out. But I don't want to drag that down because I feel like these clipboard managers are so valuable. Everybody should at least give it a try. And there really are just a variety of options out there. In fact, they came up on the forums at one point, and there are so many choices people were looking at. Um, We whittled it down a bit for today's show because we didn't want it to just be a laundry list. We wanted to actually use and test these apps. But there are a lot of, of great solutions out there for clipboard managers. There are. So let's uh, let's take our first break and then we can uh, get into some of the contenders. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by Hello, a simple natural pillow designed for comfort. You can try it for 60 days. Just head over to hellopillow.com/macpowerusers. Do I sound well rested right now? I should because I've been sleeping great with my new Hello pillow. Hello makes incredibly comfortable buckwheat pillows. I don't know if you've ever tried a buckwheat pillow, but it's pretty different from your regular fluffy pillow. It supports your head and neck and doesn't collapse under the weight of your head like a traditional pillow. Hello stays cool and dry compared to feather or foam pillows, plus buckwheat tends to breathe better, meaning it doesn't get warm and humid. So no more flipping to the cool side of the pillow, it's always cool. And you can add or remove filling to suit your needs, so your pillow can be just the way you like it. Turns out people have actually been sleeping on buckwheat pillows for years. They're popular in Japan, and apparently they also appear in the pillow menus of fancy hotels. I'm familiar with buckwheat. My meditation cushion is buckwheat, but I'd never thought of sleeping on one until the Hello Pillow arrived. So I got one about a month ago and immediately put a pillowcase on it and took a nap. And I am immediately in love with this thing. The reason I like it is because it just fits me so well. And that thing about it staying cool is absolutely true. You know, on a hot night here in Southern California, I do have the thing where I flip the pillow over repeatedly over the night. The the buckwheat pillow doesn't do that, though. You just got to get it set to the way you want it. You know, get the right amount of buckwheat in it, whether you want it big or small. And the one they send you has a lot of buckwheat in it. So you've got plenty to work with if you want a big pillow or a small pillow. And then just take a nap. It's so wonderful. My wife and I have several pillows on our bed, but I jealously guard my buckwheat hello pillow, and I'm keeping it. If you've never slept on a buckwheat pillow, I recommend you give it a try. It may be transformative for you. Hello is made in the USA with quality construction and materials. The certified organic cotton case is cut and sewn for durability, and the buckwheat is grown and milled in the United States. So here's the deal. You're probably curious to try one of these things by now, and you can. You can sleep on it for 60 nights, and then if Hello isn't for you, just send it back for a refund. Head to hellopillow.com slash macpowerusers right now to get your own buckwheat pillow. That's hellopillow.com slash macpowerusers. And if you buy more than one, they have a special discount up to 20% off, depending on which size you opt for. They have fast, free shipping with every order, and 1% of all profits are donated to the Nature Conservatory. Give it a try. If you love it, you keep it. If you don't, you send it back. It's a great way to sleep, and uh, I'm sold. So head to hellopillow.com slash macpowerusers right now. And our thanks to Hello for their support of the Mac Power Users and all of Relay FM. 
I love that uh, our first choice is Jump Cut because it is the first clipboard manager I ever really fell in love with. Me too. That's why I put it first. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I didn't know that. We didn't discuss that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, 10, gosh, probably closer to 15 years ago, it was really one of the only ones out there. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's been around a long time. Uh, So you want, you want to talk about it a little bit? Sure. It's a, um, it is a very simple clipboard manager. It goes in your menu bar. It's open source. It focuses generally on text you know, but that, at least that's where I find it. It works best. Um, the, uh, but it, it's a real simple to use uh, clipboard manager. It goes in your menu bar. You hit a you hit a button, and then it drops up a menu, and you can put them in. And this is like the most basic of clipboard managers. But if you want to like dip your toe in the pool rather than jump straight in, I think Jump Cut's the one for you. Yeah, it's super simple. You can just download the installer from GitHub, or if you use Homebrew, you can do that. It does have um, a little bit of age on it at this point. Sure. Like it, its pop-up window uses a pretty old-school look, but it still totally works on. I just blanked on what OS we're on. On Monterey, um, I did all my testing on my you know new 14-inch MacBook Pro. Still totally works. Totally gets the job done. Yeah, it is the sort of the minimal viable app we're looking at today. It doesn't sync. It's just local on your Mac. Really straightforward, really simple. And I think it's a great place to start. And it's free. So if you get into this and realize it doesn't really work for you, you're not out anything. And most of the other things we're talking about today uh, do have a cost associated with them. Yeah. And it's got a, um, it's open source. And I think that is almost a good thing in this case because it's been around so long. I'm sure that's been looked at by a lot of people. You know, I don't think it's going to be doing anything creepy in the background. It is the most fundamental of clipboard managers, and you can install it today and just start using it. It Mm -hmm. is remarkable to me how much it looks like it did when I used it, you know, a long time ago. (laughs) It hasn't changed much. Yeah, I installed it. I installed it and I got those scissors icon to my menu bar. I was yes. like, oh man, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Yeah, that was one of the the first ones that a lot of people use though, Jump Cut, and it's still a thing, still out there. Mm-hmm. The next one in our list though is a little more, uh, has a lot more to it, a little more substance. It's called PaySpot and it's by the kind of the bot family of apps, you know, um, Tweetbot is like their big app, but they also made PaySpot and it is a company that has very opinionated design. Um, but I really like, you know, what they did and you know that they made this app for the Mac, not because, you know, they felt like it was a huge market. I think they made this app because they love it. And it's just got a, a lot of character to it. So PaySpot is one you can pick up for 13 bucks and start using today as well. Yeah. Uh, PaySpot really is a uh, a very good citizen on the Mac. And it has a lot of things that a lot of these other apps have. Like you said, there's a, there's a level of polish to the work that TapBots does that you don't necessarily find in other programs. And uh, so the way that this works, it's got a a menu bar icon. Almost all of them do because they're always running in the background. That's how you get to them. Sure. And you can copy it, pulls things in as you copy them. And then you can hit command shift V or you can customize the keyboard shortcuts, but command shift V is their default. And you get a pop-up wherever you are with a list of recently copied 
snippets and you can pick the one uh pick the one that you want uh it does sort of my one like little nitpicky thing about pastebot is that it rearranges the items in the popover on what you most recently pasted so if you needed to like copy something from one document into two others that's really fast but i'd like to have an option to keep the list in order of when it was received uh, I think that makes a little more sense, like mentally, if I'm copying a bunch of stuff to go paste it later, very often I'm copying it in the order that I want to paste it in, just because I know I'm looking ahead in my workflow one step, I know what's next. And that I found to be a little disruptive to me, but I think a lot of people probably actually prefer the way PasteBot works. It's just, for me, it was a little bit of friction I didn't expect. Yeah, I mean, so almost every other app organizes by copy order, you know? You see the thing you you copy the most recent at top, PaySpot, and, and you know these guys at what is it Tapbots? I think that's the name of the company. Um, mm-hmm. They are very opinionated. I mean, I feel like their Twitter app and this one show that they spend a lot of time thinking about design and function of their applications. And I am a big fan of companies that do that. Um, this is one of the best standalone clipboard manager apps, but it is opinionated, like. This app, I think it tries to do more than just kind of do the jump cut. Here's a list of things you copied. Um, It's got built-in tools to organize the stuff that you copy. Um, You even have the ability to kind of keep permanent boards. They call them paste boards in the app. And I think that there's something to that. I mean, I think this is an app that if you spend some time with, it may you may get very comfortable with it. The other thing I really like about it is just the mechanism um, where they display the text for pasting is very good. You know, the, the paste menu, I think they call it. Um, uh, you know, I, I do like a lot about the design of this application. One thing that I, I really like about it is that it has filters. And so if you're in that main window, you can see what you've saved by the type of data it is. Yes. So that is pretty cool. And because of that, because of those filters, you can like convert stuff really easily. It has basically like all the title case stuff. It has a lot of like extra features, extra nice things that are, that make it a little more full featured, like you said. And it is Mac only. So if you're looking for something cross platform, this isn't it. But I think <laughs> these are way more useful on the Mac, anyways. I don't see that being a, a bummer it wouldn't keep me from using it yeah in fact i guess we should have said that at the beginning um uh clipboard managers on the mac versus ios are very different animals because the mac has kind of the freedom to let an app run in order to copy the contents of your clipboard an app has to be running i know that's obvious but it needs to be said right uh, so all these clipboard managers are running as a background process and all they're doing is, you know, every few milliseconds saying, did he copy anything? Did he copy anything? Oh, he copied something. Add it to my my database. You know, that's what they do. And they don't use a lot of resources. They're, it's fine to run these things in the background. The, the, the problem on the iPhone, the iPad, is Apple doesn't let apps do that. They don't let an app just run in the background. You know, they're so stingy about uh, memory resources and battery that they, you know, they, and for good reason, they want your phone to last all day. Um, they they don't let apps just do that. So the fundamentals of this category make it for something that's relatively easy on the Mac, almost a mission impossible on the iPhone. 
but but we have a discussion and a solution for that. But but it, it is something kind of to keep in mind. I, I guess that's a little bit of a, a tangent. Um, <laughs> an, that's okay. A, another thing that PaySpot does that is cool, and I really tried to make this feature work for me, but it, it felt to me too niche for me, is they have what they call sequential paste, where you can paste clippings one after another. Like if you have first name and a last name, you can paste them together. And But the whole thing felt to me too precious, if that makes sense. I just couldn't get it mm. to work in a way that was any faster than me just doing this stuff. And um, But if you were somebody like, I'm thinking like maybe a salesperson and you assembled um, big sales presentations with lots of heavy text paragraphs or something like that, the sequential pace thing might be something that would be of interest to you. Like if you were copying sections out of a prior proposal to create a new one, um, maybe, I don't know if students can do that anymore. I don't know. Can you plagiarize yourself? I guess you probably can, <laughs> but you know, the, they have this sequential pace, which is a feature that doesn't really appear in anything else. Some of them have a, what they call a combined clipboard where you can copy multiple items and paste it as one, but none of them really have this paste bot sequential paste feature, which is a lot more, um, uh, precise and allows you gives you a lot more control so that's something that if if you're curious about that that may be enough to push you over the edge and to become a pay spot customer so uh so what's next macy i don't know how how you pronounce it um it's m-a-c-c-y in my head yeah i don't know yeah maybe i guess we should have written them and asked <laughs> you know the uh, it's open source, or you can get it via the Mac App Store or the web. It's ten dollars. And um, what'd you think of this one? I know there's a lot of folks in the forums that seem to like this app. Yeah, this was one that I was not familiar with uh, until we talked about it in the forum. I really like the UI. So, like their whole thing is to be really like lightweight and fast, and so. With this program, when you invoke it, you get uh, you get a pop up window like like most of the others, but it is something that is uh, much smaller, and I think m- like much uh, just much cleaner. It just it lives up with the menu bar, and you can basically just deal with everything right there. Uh, you can also have it, which I think is also cool. You can also have it pop up at the screen center, like Spotlight or Alfred or something like that, or even where your cursor is. So you have some customization there. But the pop-up is just very simple. It's just a list, and it has a search field, so you can search. If something, if what you're looking for isn't uh, visible to you, you can just search for it really quickly. Yeah, And... I really do think a lot of these have this search. I really think this one was the fastest that I used. Yeah. Well, and, and because that's kind of the way the app runs. I mean, I think you can get up to uh, 999 clippings and you want to yeah. be able to search through them. You've got to do that. And to me, this app really stood out. It felt to me like what if jump cut had been like actively developed for the last 10 years? I feel like this is like the modern version yeah. of jump cut. Yeah, I think I agree. I hadn't thought about that way, but it feels like it's sort of like spiritual successor. Yeah, somehow, like it's a, it's more of a modern UI. You know, it it's Mac native. You know, even like on their white website, the first two bullet points are light and fast and no fluff. You know, 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of these um, clipboard managers we're going to talk about, um, I don't know if fluff is the right word, but they have a lot of features, you know, and yeah. um, this is not that, you know, this is a real simple, light and easy clipboard manager. And it is a thousand, it's 999 times better than the one that's built in. But, you know, it doesn't add a lot more to that. You know, it doesn't do transformations or anything. But if you just want a simple, easy way to use uh, clippings, I think this is a real solution. Like, I was thinking about this would be a perfect app for, like, my wife. Because uh, she is always looking through clipboard history. If I gave her the ability to do, like, text transformations or autofill features or some of the stuff that we're going to talk about with some of these apps she would just like me, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, I just want a clipboard manager. And I think like, this is a perfect app for her. And it's kind of pretty too. I don't think, I mean, I think it's, it's nice looking. Yeah. Cause it, it's so simple and it, it's just a very like clean default looking UI. So it fits in really well. It's sort yeah. of the anti pace bot there. Like there's kind of no opinion in the design. It's just very straightforward and very simple. Yeah, I think that if you're if you're looking for something that is just a clipboard manager with all those other things and jump cut doesn't do it for you, I think this is like number two because it, it doesn't bring those other things. I do wish though they had on their website an explanation of how to pronounce it because I, I really feel lost here. Yeah. I've just <laughs> I've just moved to using pronouns, uh they or it. <laughs> uh one uh one thing that it, it leads to like the minimal vibe of it. But you can use it to copy and paste images, but you don't get a preview of the image. You just get the file path. Yeah. And that may be something, uh, if, you're, if your workflow includes copying a lot of images, that may be a little bit of a bummer. But I'm okay with the trade-off because it's so, just so minimal. And I don't really copy and paste images. Like everything I do, like looking through my clipboard history and all these apps, it's almost all text just as I work throughout my day. But if your workflow is a little more image heavy, there are some more visual options we'll get to a little bit later on. Yeah, like I use images often when I'm doing visual things. Like if I'm making a keynote as part of a field guide, I I generate a lot of those graphics in OmniGraffle and I will copy the graphic from OmniGraffle and collect those in a clipboard. And I'll have seven or eight of them. And then I'll go into the keynote and start assembling them and dropping those graphics where where I think they belong. That's also a power tip because OmniGraffle, when you copy them, will save them as um, transparent. So it's very mm-hmm. easy to put them into a keynote slide without having any problem. But yeah, so I want that visual. I want to be able to look at my clipboard manager and see what they look like. So that that's a downside for me. Uh, one other feature about Mackie, Macy, whatever, is that it is local only there is no cloud support there's no way to share it with another mac and for some people that'll be downside and for others it'll be upside but um this is one of those like if you're security conscious this is an app that works on your mac only and doesn't connect it to the internet this episode of mac power users is made possible by our friends at text expander from smile software text expander removes repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. You can say goodbye to things like repetitive text entry, spelling and messaging errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. Because with Text Expander, you can always say the right thing with no typos, all correct, with just a few keystrokes. 
So if you work with a team and you need to have information, say, go out to customers, maybe it's a customer support team, and you want to know that your messaging is consistent every time that it's all not only grammatically and spelled correctly, but people are getting the right information, are getting links to the right support documents. You can build a library in Text Expander and share it with your team. And with just a few keystrokes, they can respond to a customer. You can even do a fill-in field, so you can include things like their name and customized messaging and move on very quickly, knowing that things went out the door correctly. Text Expander can be used on any platform, in any app, anywhere you type. I have it on my Macs, I have it on my iPhone and iPad, and I have it on my PC. So no matter where I am, I can quickly type things that I need to get to really often. This is better than copying and pasting. It's better than using some script or fragile template because text expander snippets allow you to maximize your time while still customizing and personalizing your messages. I really couldn't use my computers without it. So take back your time and increase your productivity. Listeners of Mac power users will get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. Our thanks to Text Expander for supporting the show and making our lives that much easier. Up next, we have uh, another option, again, that I, I wasn't aware of uh, until we started digging into this, and that is Copium. I feel like a apostrophe in it, Copium. It's nice. I can say it as a Southerner, you know? Yeah, I, Copium. I honestly believe this is the best named one of all of them. I just love it. It's like so kind of like friendly, I like wants to hug you. Copium. Hey, yeah. copy them. Just copy them. Yeah. Copy them. <laughs> uh, they do have a Mac and mobile app, so we will get to that. Copy them is a bit more, um, a bit more full featured than some of the ones we've spoken about. It has its own pop-up window, like most of these do. And I think it's a little bit visually, it's not as refined as some of the others, but it's more flexible. So, you can preview images in it. If you copy in code, so if you're working on anything from a website to something in Xcode, it keeps the code formatting, which I think is really nice. Not many of them do. Most of these just treat code as plain text. Yeah. And I could see if you're working on an application and you're relying on this, that alone may kick copy them to the top of your list because it stays nicely formatted. It also has this, this really cool feature. It has a built-in like screenshot capture system and how it works is you can use your, the normal OS 10 OS 10 Mac OS <laughs> shortcuts, uh, or they have their own commands to record the screenshots directly into the application. And so I don't know about you, David, but for me, 9.99 times out of 10, I take a screenshot is to share it with somebody, Yeah, right? It's for yeah. an article, or I'm talking to a, one of our developers at Relay, or I'm just sharing something with somebody. And just having them automatically put on my clipboard or in a clipboard manager makes a lot of sense. And so you can do that sort of natively with Copium support for that, which is nice. Yeah, That's how you work. I just couldn't get over how powerful this app is. I mean, that I I mean this this one sorely tempted me to become my clipboard manager. We're going to talk about what we picked, but this one is definitely contender for me. 
Like the mm-hmm. screenshot thing is great. It also has transformation tools. And I talked, you know, I kind of hinted at this earlier in the episode, but there's no reason why the computer can't do things to the stuff that you put on your clipboard. Like, um, and there's a bunch of like Unicode text tools built into the Mac. So different developers found different ways to tap into this. Copium is one of the best implementations. You can make all the text uppercase in your clipboard. You can make it, uh, you can capitalize words. You can do it lowercase. Um, you can trim the surrounding white space. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of options you have. Um, you can prepend and append to text. So if you want to add like a code to the beginning or the end, and all this stuff happens right in the copium, you know, memory. So it's it's not like you paste it onto your document and then make it all uppercase. You copy it in any format you want, and then with one of these text transformations, you paste it as all uppercase. And I like that these tool when these tools will work harder for me. You know, I I just I thought this app did a really good job of of um, bringing like power tools to the topic. They have search. They allow you to put labels on them. So if you have like a long thing and you want to label it so you can find it later, you can put a label on it. It's like they just thought through a lot of the problems of a clipboard manager and solved them in this app. The downside for me is I don't really like the way it looks. I know that it sounds really... Um, you know, uh, you know, I don't, <laughs> or Mac users. Yeah, it's I okay. I just don't like. Yeah, I like the. See if you can follow me here. I like the UX of this application. I like that it has all these power features. But if you just want to use it as a basic clipboard manager, you don't have to. But the UI, the actual design of it, feels a bit dated and just clunky in places, and not super like native to Mac OS. Like I'm, I'm not saying it's not a native app. I'm just saying like. Some of the little UI elements and some of the interactions don't feel quite right on the Mac. I just feel like if they hired, you know, and I know this is these apps don't make a ton of money, so here I'm spending your money. But I feel like if they had a UI designer come in and just kind of rework the interface, this app would look a lot better. And it's it's silly, but I, you know, especially as someone who uses Obsidian, which I will admit is a ugly application, <laughs> uh, but the um. But Obsidian, the power to, you know, the ugly interface versus power features, the power features is so overwhelming that I can't help but but love it and use it. But this one just didn't get over that hump for me. I guess I just let the cat out of the bag. This is not my this is not my clipboard manager. But <laughs> but uh like for one I'd never heard of, I really like this app. And they're uh they're one of the ones that are available on iOS and iPadOS as well. So they have Copium on those platforms. It uses iCloud to sync your data across the devices. I think all of these we're talking about use iCloud, actually. And the the iPhone and iPad app, they're pretty straightforward, pretty simple, but everything is there. Uh, they have, obviously, you can just like copy and paste things into it. Uh, they have a um they have this concept of collections and some of these more powerful apps do where you could have like your just kind of ongoing running clipboard but then you could have things that you pull out of that stream into different folders and i think the way that they've done that on the iphone app in particular is pretty nice but their i think their like go to move on ios is that they have a custom keyboard and so if you have 
uh, you know, just like Text Expander has, I know they're a sponsor, but I'll use them as an example. They have an iOS keyboard, so you can fire your snippets, you know, within applications that don't have support for their library. So if I'm in messages or in mail, uh, I could go over to the Copium keyboard and I have access to all of that history wherever I am. And that's a very, very clever way to get around the fact that these applications just aren't allowed to run in the same way they are on the Mac. And I think their implementation of it is pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, one, there's kind of two things to do on mobile with these clipboard apps. One is, and I think this is the table stakes. It is to collect all the clipboard history from your Mac and make it available on your mobile device. So you can, you know, whatever, like say you're working on your Mac and you switch over to your iPhone or iPad, all that clipboard you're collecting is available to you there. And that is something doable because they sync the clipboard in the background usually using an iCloud, you know, so it's encrypted and you're pretty safe and it's there and you can grab anything you want. And then the second level is monitor your clipboard. So when you copy things on your iPhone, your iPad, it gets added, which is kind of Mm -hmm. another nut to crack. And we'll talk about that later, but um, this app does a great job of it. And I also want to call out that idea of the collections. PaceBot had the PasteBin and they have the collections in this app. Um, I think that is another really powerful use for this stuff where like if you were working for a company and maybe you had like a branding package, like all of your company graphics and like key text you use in marketing or whatever, you could collect all of that stuff into one of these bins and then it's always available through your clipboard manager. You don't have to go dig it out of a folder or something you do. I mm-hmm. I use that for Max Sparky stuff. I do the same thing, and I think it's great um, to have that local to me, and I feel really dumb for not doing that sooner. Yeah, I have some some stuff for Relay that, that way, mostly around our membership support, which I do all myself. Yeah. You know, common links, common texts I need to send people. Uh, I could park all of that in a clipboard manager and just have it available to me everywhere, which is really nice. And this is really where these applications, I think, I mean, talking about this, the general concept at the beginning, where you can have basically a a clipboard that doesn't uh, have amnesia. It doesn't forget what you pasted three seconds ago because you just pasted something new. This is where these applications like take the idea of that and really make it shine in a way that's that's far beyond what the system can do on its own having these collections or libraries, different apps call it different things, uh, it means that when you're in your workflow and maybe you are copying and pasting from other places, you can bring in that other content really easily. And it's just so smart. Like, I don't know who did it first, but it's such a good idea. And a lot of these apps really deliver on it uh, really well. And they, you know, they all kind of have their own take on it, their their own labels and words for it. But the concept is so solid. I think if you're looking for one of these uh, and you're looking for a little bit more like that, this is like the feature to explore. Like you said, David, there's so many uses for it. I really like the example you gave. It's not one I thought of, but they can really speed you up. And, you know, on the Mac and if you're on iOS where these apps, you know, have counterparts, that means that stuff is with you just everywhere all the time. Honestly, they speed you up even more on iOS because on iOS, it's even harder to get to those files. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when iOS didn't have file management? That that was fun. Yeah. No, when I wrote the first <laughs> book, I wrote the iPad at work book. The only mm-hmm. way to sync documents was with a copper wire through the iTunes app. Yeah. 
Oh, oh yeah, you like drug him in. Oh, I had forgotten about I that. Did it, man, I mean, you know, I mean, I was the original iPad warrior when I wrote that book. That was rough. Yep, I, I remember when you when it came out. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a, another app, kind of, I think, in the same vein as pay, as as um, paste them is, uh, but a little different too. I'm sorry, copy them. See, so many apps <laughs> is paste. It's just called paste. And it's another one that you can get in the App Store. It's a nice app. It's it, This one, I think, is actually quite pretty. And uh, they're on the subscription model. It's $2 a month or $15 a year. It runs in the menu bar. Um, but the UI is like a shelf. This is the only like shelf version of this we kind of explored in our, uh, in our attempts to find the perfect uh, clipboard manager. I do think this is the... The prettiest one. Yeah. It it looks really great. It looks really modern and clean. Uh, so it all syncs with iCloud. And you can even tell it to uh, watch your universal clipboard, which is an iCloud feature. You know, if you copy something on your phone, it shows up on your Mac on the, on the clipboard automatically. Not all of these applications, especially the older ones, can talk to universal clipboard. But uh, you can have... Some of these more modern ones, you can have the option to turn that on. And that does help bridge the gap a little bit to the iPhone and iPad, I think, kind of tying that in. Uh, so I like that feature. That's a feature that I uh, had turned on when I was testing these, these various applications. Uh, it all syncs over iCloud, uh, as, you, as you would expect. And I, I think where this one shines is if your workflow is more visual, you get just a really nice view into that. So when you invoke it, so say you have it as command shift V uh, on the Mac, you get a shelf that comes up Uh, on my MacBook pro. It covers the bottom, you know, 20% of the screen. And it's a, it's just a scrolling horizontal list of everything on my clipboard history. And it shows me text. Uh, I have some files in here, images with the image preview if you if you have a link in it pulls in the it pulls in the open graph image so like you know like if you send somebody an iMessage with the URL and it shows you the preview it pulls in that same preview into this yeah so it's it's very easy to visually kind of blast through here and see what you're looking for which i i really like and it also has the uh the collections and the way it shows it is just at the top of its shelf, you have your different collections. So I built one for relay membership for all those things. And I can just see them and I can click on one of them and it uh, it's ready to go. Yeah, this app I really like. I mean, they've got the features I need. I'm not sure that if they have as many power tools as Copium has, but it definitely kind of has that Goldilocks feel of enough of enough tools and it's a pretty design. Um uh, I never really thought of a clipboard manager as something across the bottom of the screen the way this is, um, but it works, you know, when you invoke it, because usually your content is on the screen. So having it drop down from the menu bar isn't necessarily great, you know, and uh, this allows you to still have your content on the screen, but then, you know, paste up or copy up to your content. And um, I don't know, I, I just don't have a lot to say bad about this app. I've only been using it for a week because this wasn't on my radar until we started prepping for the show. I didn't really run into many problems. The, um, the synchronization over to iOS 
seemed to work fine for me, but I guess you had a couple issues on iOS with this app. I did. Uh, I had an issue where I was going to copy an image from photos into paste. So I did that on iOS. They have a, a share extension, so you can just, any place with that little you know export arrow, you can just use the extension to get things into paste. And when I want to go paste that image from the paste application into macOS, it had trouble with that. Now it was a, uh, the HEIC, you know, the newer format, but that's been out for a long time. Uh, so I'm not quite sure what happened with that image. Uh, subsequent copies seemed okay. So I don't know if it was just a hiccup, but I wanted to notice it because it was the only time I had any issues with any of these cross platform. But, uh, other than that, it's been, it's been really, really solid for me. I think a hang up for this app is the subscription pricing. I think a lot of people don't want to pay subscription for a clipboard manager, but you know, it's $15 a year. I'll I'll say that, you know, I probably spent $15 yesterday on something stupid that I didn't need. This is a really Mm -hmm. powerful tool for a year. I think it's not, it's not a bad price. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have a sidebar here. Will you allow me a tangent? Yes. So, we all know that the the Mac App Store has had its ups and downs over the years. A lot years, of downs, right? a few ups, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have just like a real problem with the Mac App Store in searching for this application. So if you yeah. open the App Store and search for Paste, it finds it. But it also finds a bunch of knockoff apps, some of which are named the same thing and basically took their UI I'm not going to name names that one of them looks pretty much exactly like it. And the others just look kind of not as good. Yeah. Um, I don't love that. I mean, there's several like just, you know, I'm assuming pasted at first. They're definitely the most well-known. I've never even heard of any of these other ones. Most of them don't have any reviews or have like one or two reviews, but the Mac app store just doesn't feel like a good place to be. I just, uh, I don't like it. it, It's super frustrating when you work really hard to come up with something like paste really is a different, it's a different take on this. I mean, of all these apps that we're going to talk about, this one to me feels like the one where somebody said, let's just start from scratch and do something interesting. And it is frustrating that you spend all that time doing that work and have somebody try to rip you off, not with only your name, but your look and just to confuse consumers. And you know, you have a multi-trillion dollar company that you're working with that they should be better at this. You know, it's like, you know, the reason that, you know, the reason we're critical of Apple sometimes is because we expect so much. And like, I feel like app developers in particular are people that I feel very, I have a lot of compassion for them and a lot of empathy for them because they're, you know, they're writing on the tail of a tiger, you know, when they start making stuff for Apple products, because Apple is such a huge company and it's so easy for them to get lost in the shuffle. And, but at the same time, it is these third party independent apps like Apple is never going to add a clipboard manager to, to Mac. I would venture to say they will never do it, but even if they mm-hmm. did it, it will never be something like paste. Right. But one of the reasons why people may love their Macs is because of apps like Paste, you know, that we can get these great apps. And I feel like Apple should be protecting these developers that are making these beautiful things. And I just, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I'm sure it's hard. 
but I feel like with that kind of cash that there is an answer. And every time I hear about another app where they're dealing with people with rip-off apps, with rip-off icons, you know, rip-off descriptions, and they're just selling garbage out there. Like, you know, like I, I know I have friends, I'm not going to name names, I have friends that make successful apps, and they get a remarkable amount of hate mail from people who didn't buy their app because they bought one of the mm. rip-off apps and it didn't work. And then they write my friends to tell them that their app doesn't work when it's not their app. It's somebody who copied them. It's like, how does Apple not catch this stuff? Yeah. It's one thing if it's out on the open web, right? Apple can't and shouldn't police the open web for these things, but it's in the app store. Like you have a team of people looking at this stuff and it's, it's easy to pick on the Mac app store. A lot of this is true in the iOS app store as well. Yeah. But this was the whole point of them having their own store to make like a nice curated experience. And you look through the utilities section in particular of the Mac app store, like it's all just a bunch of garbage that I don't want to touch. And it, it, I don't know. I found it very frustrating, especially when we're looking at this app in particular, like this is really a problem. And, uh, and I'm sure it's extremely frustrating if you have one of these applications and, you know, they've chosen to be in the Mac app store and you just get, you know, a bunch of negative stuff because of it. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I, I guess there's not much more to say that than that. Come on. I just feel like Apple could do better. There are things I feel like Mm -hmm. Apple could do better at, you know, uh, software in general lately and, and, you know, stuff like this. And I get that this is not their wheelhouse historically, but if you're going to open an app store, protect the people that are making your best products. It it just seems like a no brainer Mm -hmm. to me. Um, and then you, you know, okay. Last bit of this that I'm going to rant on is like, occasionally the story comes out where like an app developer tries to do something unique and their app gets like deleted or cut for a dumb reason. It's like, that's what makes, that's what is so outrageous about that. Not only did they, did they make it hard for somebody legitimately trying to make their platform better, but at the same time, they're letting copycat apps just run rampant. It's like, how are you not focused on that problem? You know, it seems mm-hmm. like the obvious one to start with, you know, and uh, it's just you got to find a solution for this. And and sometimes I wonder, you know, it's like, come on, guys, are you even paying attention here? Because I and I guess they see the numbers and a lot of people just use the native app. So they're thinking it's not as big of a deal. But for the true believers, we want these third party apps. I guess I, I need to stop you. What happened here, Stephen? We, we've gone off the rails. No, uh, we, we, were hit, we had a sidebar. The sidebar is now ending. Uh, one more thing, or or two more things on Paste. Because it is like one of the most modern kind of new era apps, uh, it has shortcut support, including on the Mac. They were out there like super early shortcuts for Mac. And so you can use uh, information from Paste or put things into Paste uh, in a shortcut. So that could be another way, especially on iOS to interact, uh, with this data. Uh, it's not super robust support, but it's got the basics that you, I think that you would want to do with a clipboard manager. So, uh, props to them for that. Uh, and then just lastly, just to, to point out, uh, it is also available on set app. So if you don't want to deal with the Mac app store and you're a set app member, paste is available there. Yeah. I was going to add that. I mean, if you're already on setup, you get paste for free. So 
I don't know. I, I feel like I'm turning into like a setup shill because it seems like it comes up on every episode. But I guarantee you they don't have naked pictures of me. It's just that I keep finding these apps I like, and then I go over and set up, and they're already there. So I'm sharing the news. That's all. Don't come, don't come at me, okay? <laughs> but Pace, yeah, man, that is a great app. And it's like, it's delightful. That's the other thing about it. You know, when apps make you happy, like even just the way that uh, the clipboard slides up from the bottom of the screen, I don't know. It's just kind of the kind of little interaction that I love about, you know, apps and gets me excited about technology. So uh, Paste is a great app. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com slash MPU and get 10% off your first purchase and make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they've got you covered. Just recently, my wife and I were going to go to a restaurant uh, started by one of these celebrity chefs, and we were really excited about going, so we decided to go online and check out the menu. And we discovered that this brand new restaurant had a website that was terrible. And I just can't get over how restaurants do this because they could get a Squarespace site. They aren't that expensive. You set it up and it just looks beautiful. It's mobile responsive. It does everything. I feel like I want to become like the Johnny Appleseed of Squarespace to all of these restaurants that are running old flash sites. But that aside, Squarespace combines the cutting edge design and world-class engineering to make it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with a professionally designed template and then you just drag and drop things to make it your own. I did that with MaxSparky.com. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products you have on sale, and more with just a few clicks. And all Squarespace websites are optimized for mobile. Your content automatically adjusts so it will look great on any device. You also get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. There's nothing to patch or upgrade. They have 24-7 support. They'll even let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name so you don't have to mess around with that either. And you'll get everything you need for SEO and email marketing to get your ideas out there. So you can use Squarespace to turn your big idea into a website, showcase your work, publish your blog posts, or promote your business. Whatever it is you want to do on the internet, Squarespace is there for you. That's why I use Squarespace for both MaxSparky.com and my law website. The bottom line is I want to make stuff for the internet. I don't want to manage an internet website. And that's why I love Squarespace. So head to squarespace.com slash MPU for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code MPU to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash MPU. And when you decide to sign up, use that MPU offer code to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com slash MPU. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code MPU to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the Mac Power Users. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of the Mac Power Users and all of Relay FM. Okay, uh, so one category that we've left out entirely are applications that do other things but also give you a clipboard history. And there's a bunch of those, and there's some on this list that we talk about quite often on this show. 
Um, let's start with Alfred. Alfred has a clipboard manager built in. It does. Uh, it is part of the power pack. So Alfred itself is free and then you can pay for the power pack, which I, I definitely recommend. It brings lots of good stuff to it. Uh, and it, it basically turns Alfred, like you said, into a clipboard manager. It works the same way as other workflows you may have set up in Alfred. So for me, command space launches Alfred. And if I type CB, I give to my clipboard viewer. And I just it looks just like everything else in Alfred. I get a list on the left and a preview on the right. So I can, you know, I may only see the first line of text, but if I had a whole paragraph, then I can see it all there in the preview. It does text, images, and uh, file links. And one thing that it does, I'm not sure, I'm not sure any of the others do, but I think it's pretty clever, is you can set the retention differently for those different things. And so you can say, keep plain text for three months, but only keep images for 24 hours. You know, if your needs uh, require those different things, I have mine all set the same. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But if that's important to you, Alfred, I think is the only one we're looking at that has different clipboard history settings for those different types of content. Yeah. And it's visual. Um, one thing you didn't mention is you don't have to invoke it with a an Alfred uh, invocation, like you know, hit your Alfred keyboard and CB as Steven does. You can also attach a keyboard shortcut to it to invoke it directly. Um, yes. So I use uh, Option Command V, whereas you know Command V is your standard paste. Um, Option Command pulls up the Alfred um, clipboard history and. Uh, I like it. It's pretty visual. Um, it's got the ability also once you're in it to hit keyboard shortcuts. And several of these have this feature. I should have mentioned it earlier, but like usually the top one is command one. The second one is command two. So you can do, you can invoke these without taking your fingers off the keyboard, which I think is important. And uh, one of the things Alfred does is it shows you the app source for the clipboard entry, which is, uh, I think, a very clever feature. So like if I grab something out of day one, it'll have the day one icon next to it. If I grab something out of Obsidian, it'll have the Obsidian icon. And, and so as you're kind of looking through your clipboard history, a lot of time knowing what app it came from is a way to get you there pretty quickly. It also has the option to tie into Universal Clipboard. So if you want it to have access to that, you can turn that on and off, which is nice. Uh, you can also manually clear chunks of data. So all of these applications have options like clear my entire history or delete certain things. Uh, with Alfred, you have the option to clear the last five minutes, 15 minutes, or the whole history. So maybe you do copy something that you realize you didn't, you don't want there for whatever reason. Uh, you have that, uh, you have that option there. And that's, that's pretty nice. Uh, you know, so you don't have to like get rid of your whole history. You can just, Hey, the last five minutes, let's just, let's just get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. Really well done. And if you have Alfred, especially for the power pack, I think I would recommend starting with this because you've already paid for a very good clipboard manager and you may find mm -hmm. that's all you need. Yeah, I agree. It's just, uh, it's just right there in what you're already using. Similarly is LaunchBar. Uh, LaunchBar also has a clipboard manager. You know, it feels like Alfred and LaunchBar, those two always have similar features because, you know, they're not going to let one get up on the other. Mm -hmm. 
We did a whole episode about that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did, but it's very similar in the sense that, like, it shows you a list. It shows you the app that this, the resource came from. It displays differently. Alfred and LaunchBar both have different kind of looks to them, and the clipboard on LaunchBar is, you know, it looks like LaunchBar, whereas the clipboard on Alfred looks like Alfred. I don't know how to put it any other way, really. But um, I think they do a good job, and it's it's definitely. If you've got LaunchBar and you're already a LaunchBar user, this is another one that you want to you want to check out. As I've been building the show notes, they even have the same titles for their web pages about this. <laughs> they are very similar. Yeah, uh, yeah. As we talked about, that was episode 497. That was a long time ago. Now, I've been an Alfred user for years, and it works closer. I guess I just Alfred works better for me than LaunchBar. You may feel the opposite, but we bring up both because if you're using these, uh, the one thing that I like about using a tool like this is that your clipboard history is already in the tool that you're using for searching and launch. And so it's not like another thing you have to remember. I actually have uh, actually the same, I had command option control V set for the clipboard history in Alfred, but I always do it command space and then CB because I hit command space all the time to launch Alfred. I mean, yeah. hundreds of times a day, it feels like. So yeah, if you're looking to add this to your workflow and you already have one of these other productivity tools, that's totally where you should start. And because it's just like in the same mode that I'm already in all the time, uh, which is why it's been, I think, why it's such a good addition to tools like Alfred and LaunchBar. Yeah, these apps do not have, however, kind of like the clipboard palette that some of these dedicated clipboard apps have. Like if you wanted to, like we talked about, like if you wanted to have a clipboard full of pre-populated marketing materials or whatever. Um, there are ways to do that with these apps, um, even more so with the next option we're going to talk about. But they're really not designed that way. They, I mean, this the clipboard function in these apps is really truly a clipboard history and not mm-hmm. like alternative clipboard palettes, if that makes sense. Right. It's like something like Jump Cut being sort of wrapped around, you know, (laughs) wrapped inside of your launcher. Yeah. Not something like Paste or PasteBot that does lots and lots of other stuff. Yeah. So that, that is uh, like, if you use that option, you do lose some of those tools, although there's other ways around that stuff, but it, um, uh, that is a difference between a dedicated app and like a feature add on to, you know, these launcher applications. Uh, but I, I honestly think if you're in LaunchBar or Alfred, just start there and you may find that you've got everything you need. And it's kind of nice, you know, having one less app running. You know, if, you've, if you're doing everything mm-hmm. in one application, that's just that much less resources on your Mac. Um, yeah. I do, you know, that, that, that's a question I get a lot of times from listeners who write in who say, hey, you know, do I really want to run another app? If Is it okay if I just try and do all this in one app? And I think you're fine with that. But the inverse of that, I think, is also true. Like, if there's, a like, a little utility you want to run um, just because it does something really well, with modern Macs, I think, you know, the, the concern about drain on resources is much overrated. I think modern Macs, especially in the Apple Silicon generation, they have so much overhead that you're fine. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I mean, on the on the new MacBook Pros, the bigger problem is you're going to smash into the notch with your menu bar before then. Yeah, bartender. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, to the even rescue, even I mean, we were joking earlier. Even running a half dozen of these at once, 
where they were all pulling from my clipboard, like never once even got the faintest hint that anything was going on yeah. in the background. I mean, we're, we're I think we're we are well past the days of worrying about that. Oh, by the way, that tip you gave about using Bartender to display the menu bar icons below the menu bar, so yeah. they slide under the notch. Golden man, thank you for that. I, I turned it's that a on. lifesaver. Yeah, man, the the bartender guy. I mean, you know, that is like the ultimate reverse Sherlock um, story. You know, it's like Apple did something to their computers that made people want your app more. That is, you know, I mm-hmm. hope that guy is a uh, is having a you know celebrating appropriately. He should be. Yeah. Okay. The next one that is a built-in app that has clipboard management that um, I've I've written about and screencasted about a lot is Keyboard Maestro, and you know uh, Keyboard Maestro would you know just continues to get features. We talked recently about Peter releasing the newest version, but it has a very robust clipboard manager as well. And the way it works is just kind of like Alfred and LaunchBar in the sense that it just works in the background to keep track of your, um, of your, uh, your resources. And then when you invoke it, it brings up their its version of a clipboard manager. Yeah. So I, I, I use keyboard maestro. I have not explored its uh, clipboard manager until now. Uh, I think it totally makes sense from the perspective of it's a tool you may already be using. But what, I mean, it seems like it does a lot that I don't necessarily need. I don't know. Like, yeah. what do you, there's so a lot to this. Let's use the, uh, the tool analogy. Like, you know, right. You know, we have a, we have a tool belt that we wear and maybe there's a hammer and a screwdriver on it, but occasionally, like, I don't know if you're, you've been around, oh, your parents, you know, you, you've been around construction, you know, contractors. Occasionally you'll mm-hmm. see like a guy with like a skill saw hanging off his belt. Right. You know, and you just like, what the heck is that about? Right. Um, that's, that's keyboard maestro. <laughs> uh, key, <laughs> keyboard maestro is a clipboard manager tool that um, it's not particularly pretty, but you know, keyboard maestro is not known for, you know, being gorgeous. It's known for being super powerful. And, uh, it's the same is true for the clipboard history. So when you invoke the clipboard history and keyboard maestro, you can go between your recent selections and paste them in just like all the others, you know, features that go back to jump cut, but there's a little gear icon to the right. And if you've got keyboard maestro and you're trying this out, I encourage you to press that button. I put a, um, I put a screenshot in the notes here for Steven because there's just so much you can do with this. First of all, it's got all the paste options, you know, paste as plain text, paste as it is, paste it as an image. You know, you can even paste the clipboard to an image, you know, and with Keyboard Maestro, you can set um, named clipboards, which is one way to get around that marketing resources kind of problem. But uh, so there's a there's like seven or eight options with just how you're going to do the paste. But then it also does those transformations. And we talked about that with, with, uh, man, I keep forgetting. Is it clip them, save them? Yes. Clip them. Clip them. How come I can't remember that? But, um, transformations on the text, but keyboard maestro wins the, the award here for most transformations. I mean, you can translate, you can set uppercase, you can rotate it a hundred degrees or 180 degrees. You can set title case. You can flip it vertically, horizontally. I mean, there's just like so much you can do with text in your clipboard with 
keyboard maestro. It is crazy. And, um, and there's even more. I mean, I'm not going to go through it all here, but uh, I don't think there's a tool on the Mac that allows you to do more to text in your clipboard than Keyboard Maestro. So out of the th- the three, Alfred, Launch Bar, and Keyboard Maestro, it sounds like Keyboard Maestro, probably unsurprisingly, is the most powerful. Yeah. And it sounds, I mean, from my playing with it and using them, Launch Bar and Alfred basically use whichever one you're already using. I don't think their clipboard history is worth switching your launcher app for. Agreed. Agreed. And they are all very adequate and powerful, but none of them, they don't have the super set of features that you find with a dedicated clipboard manager. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's fair. This episode of Mac power users is made possible by capital one. Have you ever had a technical glitch when shopping online? Maybe filling out extensive payment fields was enough to give you a headache, or your mobile banking app was down when you really needed it. Capital One believes everyone deserves better banking. That means easier access to their money and more security. That's why Capital One is investing in machine learning. Machine learning allows Capital One to do things like fight fraud with random forests, with models that quickly detect suspicious activity and make it faster to alert federal investigators. And they can help identify how mobile app outages happen with casual models because they use anomaly detection and incident response to help determine why app outages happened in the first place so engineers can go quickly remedy them. Capital One also speeds up online shopping with machine learning at the edge which makes shopping with virtual card numbers smoother and more secure. The technology is based on logistic regression models and running inference in the browser and identifies payment fields, which makes using virtual cards numbers easier and faster. I love that Capital One is using the best of technology to make our finances more secure. We've all done things on the internet with our credit card we probably shouldn't have, and with Capital One, everything is going to be more secure. The potential of machine learning is huge. See how Capital One is using machine learning to create the future of banking at CapitalOne.com slash ML. That's CapitalOne.com slash ML. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Our thanks to Capital One for their support of the show and Relay FM. So we've been talking about uh, iPhone and iPad throughout this episode and kind of the needle you have to thread to get a clipboard manager there. One topic we've covered, I think enough already is just the idea of a shared clipboard where you've got a clipboard app that will share the contents over to a similar app on iPhone and iPad. So you get your Mac clipboard there. Um, the, the problem, however, is really, you know, there is just no way to leave an app running to monitor clipboard. So, so what are the options at this point on iOS? Yeah, I think the most common and probably the most powerful way to get things into any of these tools are um, are using the uh, the share extension, right? That's the most uh, well known way to do it. I think most users who would be interested in a clipboard manager are very familiar with the idea of the share extension. Right, I'm taking this piece of content and I'm sending it over here. I'm sharing it to this other application. But yeah, it's not automated. Uh, some of them, Copium does it. 
and I believe Pasted does it as well. They offer drag and drop support. So maybe if you have the uh, like a website up and you're doing research and you want to bring things over to paste somewhere else, you can just drag and drop content over. But all in all, it's it's definitely not as um, it's not as nice. It's not as as useful as it is on the Mac, unfortunately. Yeah, I think there's like some overlap here with clipboard managers on iOS and shelf apps, mm-hmm. which might be another like mini topic someday. All the the various shelf apps that they're out there, and a shelf app on iPhone and iPad is an app that holds things, like you know, because you don't have a desktop on your iPad. A shelf app is an app that you can put in the sidebar and drop assets on it, and then pull them out and put them in other apps. And it's really a feature that should be built in, in my opinion, but it's not. So there's a bunch of good applications out there to do this. And a lot of them show up, clipboard managers show up on iPad and iPhone, in essence, as a shelf app, but it already is populated with the stuff you copied on your Mac. And, um, you know, the ones we've talked about today, I think, are are good. Clip them and paste are, are two great examples of that. And as Stephen was saying, when you have a share sheet extension, what that means is, let's say you're in Apple Mail and you see something you want to copy to your your pasteboard or your your clipboard manager, you just select that and share it. And when the share extension comes up, you save it to the appropriate app and then the text is saved. It's not as simple as on the Mac. I mean, on the Mac, you just hit Command-C and it's in it. There's no further action required. So it takes a little bit of intentionality. And it doesn't let you go back and find things that you had clipped without thinking you would need them later. But it is, I think, a very, you know, it's the best possible solution in a lot of cases. And it works. So I think that's something to look at. There are some very funny stories about applications trying to find ways to stay open to be clipboard managers. <laughs> yeah, there's this this story from 2010 where PaceBot, which it died and then it was brought back as a Mac app, they don't have a current iOS version, but back in the day they did. And they played a continuous silent audio clip, which kept the app active in the background. Yeah. Um, Apple didn't love that <laughs> as you may imagine, <laughs> yeah. but uh, they, uh, yeah, they sure tried to get around it. You know, the funny thing is I think this predates because famously, they discovered later Facebook app was doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think PaySpot came first. I think PaySpot was the first one to do that. And I always wondered, like, did the Facebook guys like see that and say, hey, we could do that too, you know? Because I think Facebook was getting away with it longer than PaySpot did. Probably. Yeah. Different people have tried different things. Uh, clearly not the way Apple intended it, but this is kind of back, right? So yeah. Yoink, which is one of those shelf apps, they're kind of playing a, a similar game right now. Yeah, although I don't feel like it's a game because Apple clearly knows that what's going on here. And and PaySpot, I'm sorry, Yoink did something entirely different. Um, so Yoink is a shelf app. It is also on the Mac. It's not really a clipboard manager, but it kind of becomes one on iPhone and iPad. And the way they pull it off is they put up a picture-in-picture screen. So whereas, you know, PaySpot was playing silent audio, it was something that was very secretive to the user. 
um, with Yoink, it's actually putting a screen up. So you see it there. And that is not secretive to the user. I think that's probably the reason why it didn't get killed. Yeah, uh, we'll have a link to Federico's story on it from Mac Stories. I know I talked to him before he wrote that, and he was like, I don't want to kill this for them <laughs> by bringing attention to it. Yeah. It still feels a little fragile. I could see Apple coming to them and saying, look, you're not using picture-in-picture for actual videos, so we're going to kill this. But as of this recording, it's still up, still works. And what it means, or I think is pretty cool, is that you know exactly when it's monitoring your clipboard. So all the ones yeah. on the Mac, unless you quit the application, you know, if they're open, they're doing their thing. But with Yoink, you could say, I don't need this most of the time, but maybe I am doing that research project or I'm answering a lot of emails or you know doing whatever I'm doing, and I selectively want it to be running. So you open the picture-in-picture uh, thing in their iOS app and you you know push it off to the side of the screen, and it's working for you. Uh, when you need it. And then when you're done with it, you can close it. That is pretty cool. And it's a neat side effect of what they've done. I'm just not sold on this being something that's going to be around forever. Well, I mean, I feel like it's a hack because it's a necessary hack. There's no other way to do it. But because it is fully transparent to the user, you know it's running because you see the picture-in-picture window. And like I was just reading the latest update, they added the ability to hit a pause in the picture-in-picture. I mean, they've really turned picture-in-picture into like a UI. And you can control it, and they're making these updates deliberately to this feature, and App Review is letting it through. You know, Maybe that week, you know, the guy was busy trying to hunt down fake copy apps, you know, maybe they're listening to us. I don't know. But the, um, but for whatever, whatever reason, Apple not only allowed this, they've allowed updates and refinements to this kind of new, new idea for a user interface. I'm really happy. Uh, I know Yoink is a single developer application. The guy that makes it, I've corresponded with him. I think he sponsored Max Barkey a couple of years ago. He's a nice guy. And, um, but I just love that people are trying to push the envelope in this way. And this is an absolute way to have a clipboard history, you know, manager running on your iPad or iPhone that is actively collecting clipboard for you, which has not been possible ever before. So mm-hmm. um, I like it. Um, I acknowledge it's a hack, but it seems to be working. I really hope that this gets Sherlock someday because Apple actually adds the ability and settings to turn on clipboard history and and allow these apps to do this without having to run in the background. I mean, if Apple added it as like a resource inside the the use the operating system and there is clearly enough bandwidth now to have your your uh, iOS operating system say, "Oh, he clipped something, send it to this app." You know, send it to Yoink or send it to Paste and let it add it to its database. There's no reason why you couldn't turn that on um at the operating system level if they did that then all these hacks would would go away immediately but if you're looking for a solution to have a clipboard you know manager and you're spending a lot of time on your ipad or iphone i think yoink is the is the best solution at this point it turns an an ios application into a real clipboard manager for the first time right instead of like just sharing stuff over yeah so we spent uh some time looking at all of these what were you using before we started prep for this episode? And then what are you using now? Yeah, things have changed for me a little bit. Um, uh, so <laughs> I, maybe this isn't a surprise, but I, I was using two and now I'm using three. <laughs> so 
Oh boy. I'm not worried about system resources, guys. Um, the, uh, so <laughs> I, I've always used the Alfred clipboard history. I really like the way it looks. I like the way it puts a little app icons there. I can operate it very quickly with keyboard and arrow keys and enter keys. So Alfred has kind of been my like go-to clipboard manager for ever since I started using Alfred. And before that launch bar was, I mean, I, I use you know, my launcher clipboard management tools. They're great. They're powerful. They have just enough tools to get the job done. And I've always mapped that to option command V. So when I use launch bar, I use the same keyboard shortcut. Now I use Alfred. I use option command V to, to trigger it. And I have, ever since I made the keyboard maestro field guide and realized like that there is a skill saw attached to, you know, the keyboard maestro clipboard, I, I have mapped that to uh, control option command V. So if I hold all three of those keys down to hit V, I can pull up the, the keyboard maestro clipboard manager when I need to like, let's say I want to transform something to title case and paste it. You know, I can do that very easily with keyboard maestro. So um, that was kind of going into this, what I was using. What what were you using going in? I was uh, I was using Alfred because... I already yeah. use Alfred. Like I said, it was very fluid for me just to dip in and out of my clipboard manager. Yeah. And I still have that running. Uh, but the one new one that has stuck with me is Paste. It's it's UI makes a lot of sense to me. I like that it's very visual. I can very quickly just grab something and and get it out of there. And I really like it on iOS and on the iPad. So Alfred is still the one that's like burned in my muscle memory, but I have paste running as well for those things that it is better at the more visual times that I need it. And I have a couple of groups set up for common things that I may want to grab no matter where I am. Yeah. And so I guess we had the same experience. And it's funny because we didn't talk about this going into the show. We wanted to kind of surprise each other, but paste is now in my lineup too. So shift, there you go. Shift command V for me is paste. That's the built in shortcut. So it works. So, I've got literally, I guess if you come in, if you include the native command V, I now have four different ways to invoke a clipboard, <laughs> but the, uh, but I have a use for each one of them. And like you in paste, I've created a bunch of groups now with like commonly used graphic and text assets that I need. I mean, text assets in a lot, large part are in text expander, but their graphics a- assets in particular, it's really nice being able to pull a Max Barkey logo into anything I want or if I'm working on a field guide, the the graphics that I use a lot in those are just always there for me. Uh, so paste really is, uh, you know, the graphics assets. But I've also been trying to use paste just day to day. And it may end up becoming the replacement for Alfred clipboard. I don't know yet. I've just got to use it more. I mean, there's a little bit more... Um, kind of weight to it you know you've got to slide up the thing and it's not as like quick and efficient as the alfred one but i just love the way it looks and um i'm definitely um infatuated with with paste right now i don't know if it's love yet but there's infatuation well there you go finding new tools it's great yeah all right. Well, uh, we have a forum. You can sound off about your favorite uh, clipboard manager. If we if we did wrong by one of your favorites, let us know. You know, we've got the forums for that. Um, and and you know, another thing I'd like to hear from from listeners. This would be great for the feedback show when we get to it. Is 
just strange ways you're using a clipboard manager. You know, we talked about, I think, the common ways to use them today. But I know with our users, there are some really like bizarre ways they're using them that's, you know, super cool. And I want to hear about those in the forum. So you can do that over at talk.macpowerusers.com. Let us know. Did you see in the forums that uh, people said we were a very relaxing podcast to listen to? Oh, yeah, that's great. I, I want that. You know, just lay in bed, listen to the Mac Power users. Somebody yeah. told me, um, this is, I, several people have told me that when they meet me, they're not, they're not used to my voice because they speed up the show because they think I oh, talk yeah. too slow. And they just assume that I'm high when we record the show. <laughs> I, I get that too. And I think being Southern, it, it also adds a layer to it. Like yeah. I've, I've had that comment after live shows. Like, wow, you really talk differently. Like, yeah, because you're used to hearing me sped up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, you know, in terms of public speaking, and this is a form of that, I've always tried to talk slow because I feel like if you're communicating something to someone, especially when they can't see you, I, I can't show you hand gestures when mm-hmm. you're listening to this in your car. I feel like going slow kind of helps get it across and gives you time to process it, but also I think slow. So, you know, there you go. Either way, we talk a little slow, but we have good information. So please come back and listen to more. Uh, We'll be back next week. We are the Mac Power Users. You can find us at relay.fm slash MPU. I want to thank you to our sponsors, Hello, Smile, Squarespace, and Capital One this week. You can learn more from the forums, like I said earlier, at talk.macpowerusers.com. We'd love to hear what you're doing. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.